truth be told, we helped the wrong person steal the wrong thing. We didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. But we're gonna fix it. So how do we pull that off? Uh... Figure it out over a drink? Probably best. Everything is always better over a glass of wine, especially Moscato. But they're likely having ale, and there's nothing wrong with that. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I'm Sheila, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly, and you can also find us on most social media platforms under the handle at foreverfanpod. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And today, we have a more lighthearted movie review in store for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the latest movie adaption based on the Hasbro game called Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yes, this movie was released by Paramount Pictures on March 31st. It is currently in theaters, so if you haven't seen Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves yet, you will be spoiled if you listen past the banter. And I didn't realize that this was a different Dungeons & Dragons movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that there were There was a previous attempt? Several different yeah. attempts. I don't. I didn't know if there were several. Well, like TV shows and whatnot oh, and yeah. all that. But I, I did see the, was it 2000 movie? Mm. Yeah, well, I didn't see I that. I saw it. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's a, a non... Um, no, it's a non-starter. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you ever play the games? My brothers did a lot when I was growing up, and they allowed me to play on and off, mm. I think, when they needed somebody to fill in a space, but I haven't played in eons. Okay, because I've never played the game at all. It can be very, very long. Uh, yes, because I... I the only reason why I know that is because I saw it I saw the the boys play it in Stranger Things. So, I've seen it in the movie. Yeah. That it can take a long time all of these campaigns, but anyway, let's see if this version of Dungeons and Dragons will have a successful campaign or if the plan is doomed to fail. Did you like that? Really? Did you like how I did that? Really? So, here's the summary from Google. <clears throat> A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long-lost relic, but their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Yes. So the campaign revolves around Edgen, the leader of the misfit thieves, to steal a magic tablet to bring back his dead wife so that he, his wife, and daughter Kira can be a family again. Now, one of his former bandmates, though, Forge double-crosses Edgen and manipulates Kira into thinking that Edgen left her in pursuit of riches. In truth, it is Forge who forges, you like that, <clears throat> a partnership with an evil red wizard, Sophina. You're ignoring my crickets? I am. Um, this is to allow Forge to get more riches for himself. Sophina, meanwhile, has a dastardly plan to take over the world by transforming humans into the army of the undead. Edgen, with the help of Holga the Barbarian, Simon the Sorcerer, Druric the Druid, and Zank the Paladin, thwarts Safina's plans and brings Forge to justice. Dun, dun, dun. So, that's the whole story. So now we're just going to jump right into the, the good then? Yes. I mean, I'd say the cast was, you know, what we expected. They gave us the characters we anticipated, and they seemed to have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they seemed perfectly cast for what they, I guess, needed to give us, if that makes any kind of sense. I love the fact that Michelle Rodriguez was cast as Holga the Barbarian. I she mean, was good. she kicked 
and it was great. It was just a great romp. I love the the um, banter back and forth between Holga and Edgen. Yeah. It was like a brother sisterly banter. And they do even say that they have kind of become like family. Mm. But it just, it takes a bit to do that well. Well, you know, at first I thought that they were, you know, going to get together. No. But it was like, oh no, there, there were enough in the beginning where he says, I could kiss you when Holga thought about a plan. And Holga was like, try it. Yeah. I just, so. the way they went back and forth, I liked their banter. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like, Lord of the Rings, though. You With know, the, where, the world building? Yeah. There's and, a lot of walking. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of walking. Or riding on a horse, I guess. Um, it took me out of it a little bit. I know we're talking about the good, but when I see that and I think of Lord of the Rings, it, it like just well, it could distracts have, me a little bit. It could bit. have also been an homage to Lord of the Rings in it that could regard. Have been. Because it is, it's a similar world building but i don't like films that try to use cgi to carry the story and develop the story Mm -hmm. whereas this felt like the cgi was part of the story whereas the main story were the characters and what they were doing and the actors as opposed to look what we can blow up back here look at the big dragon flying by right that just seemed to add to it which i liked a great deal yeah that was fun my favorite scene in the whole film was when the druid was the fly and she was spying and then Sophina uh, notices her and then she has to change into all these different animals. animals. And it's done so brilliantly. I mean, it yeah. really is a great scene how they jump cut and they're flying around the castle and they're getting out and she's trying to escape. And then she ends up turning into a deer. I, I love that the way they did that scene, though, from the camera angles to the CGI mm-hmm. um, to the acting. And, and it was really great. Yeah. For me, the the thing that I liked was Edgen's character. He kept saying try and try again, right? That essentially failure is not an option mm-hmm. because the the moment you stop, then you really have failed. So yeah. he, he kept trying to make things right, which I thought was a great message. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have here in our notes that say never give up, never surrender. And yet all I hear in my head right now is never give up, never surrender from Galaxy Quest. What? You've never seen that movie? No. No. <gasps> Okay, we're adding it to your your list of movies you need to watch. Oh my God, here we go. Um, it's a great message because like you said, if you if you give up or you stop, you've finally admitted defeat. Now, do I think that that means you should keep fighting when you know something is wrong or you or know- not working. But you can reevaluate it. But I do love it when they call him out on it though and he changes the plan and they're like, well, wasn't that plan A? And he's like, yes, but it's plan A because everything's come back and we can work it now. So now we can use plan A and it's slightly, <laughs> you know, we'll call it plan C because plan A has a bad connotation now. It's funny because it's true. Yeah, sometimes you have to be flexible in order to make- the best of a situation. And sometimes you have to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I like that they did that. He's like, yeah, but we'll call it something else because that way it feels like it's new, even though we're realizing, hey, wait, the original plan might still work. Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, Chris Pine is in the lead in this and is a departure from like, you know, his Captain Kirk character, you see like a different side of him. And it goes to the fact that you were saying, you know, the cast just seems to slip into their characters. This seems to be like written for him almost. Same with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, but for me, one of the, the things I really liked when they were doing the final battle uh, yeah. with Safina. You mentioned that in the theater. In the theater. And like all of a sudden, all of them are attacking at the same time. I'm like, whoa, what a concept. <laughs> I mean, I'm granted there were moments where it's like they're standing and they're doing nothing. But there's there's a moment where all four of them attack at the same time. And she's holding, you know, Safina's holding her own. And I'm like, whoa. 
that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're trying to overwhelm. Yeah. And she is an all powerful witch. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I get it. It makes sense. It's not like where you're sitting there, you have like 90,000 soldiers and one at a time comes at you. She's actually a wizard. I'm sorry, a wizard. Red wizard. Yes. Sorry. But that's okay. Can't can't reference the witch part. (laughs) Don't want Disney to get involved. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Stop it. Um, there were a lot of funny moments here too. That, yes. That I, re- yeah, it's it's a fun romp, right? It's like a campy, yeah, film. Yeah. The one that you really liked was that Zank kept walking in a straight, straight line. line, and they're talking about it. And Hogan and Edgen are like, "Oh, you know, there's rocks ahead of him." So you know, nope, nope, he's just walking straight over the rocks. <laughs> it's just a campy, silly quirkiness about yeah. a personality, I guess, a character that you just. The fact that they are making fun of the character doing this silly stuff. Well, because he's so straight-laced, right? That's exactly. the whole thing. And he doesn't even get irony or... He makes fun of it. I don't even remember what he said. Sarcastic. He has like barely stuff. any expressions on his face. Yeah. It just reinforces that they don't take themselves too seriously in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I thought really worked well. Yeah. The one thing that I liked was, you know, at the, at the beginning of the movie, the way they, they were in prison, right? And the way they escaped, even though they were going to be pardoned because they didn't think they were going to be pardoned mm-hmm. was that they, they took this man Eagle guy named Jonathan, was, Jonathan. Um, and there was a window there and he planned it. He, they just basically took him and flew out the window. Right. <laughs> and they said, fly bird, fly. Right. Poor so, Jonathan. Poor Jonathan. He, he got the brunt end of that. And then towards the end when forge was in jail, because he had heard the story mm-hmm. about how they escaped, tried the same thing. And the people who run the jail were actually smart enough to actually brick up, that <laughs> brick window. up the window. I was like, oh, see, they learn from their mistakes. Yep. They never give up. Never <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, they also, one of the things that really stuck out to me is they, they made fun of like arbitrary magic rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was like with the um, section where they're talking to the dead where, yeah. why is it five questions? I don't know. I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then right. he's asking, and then they lose count and the poor guy is sitting there. He's like, hello, that was four. I know. Can I have another question, please? And so they have to ask him like, what's your favorite color? What do you want to eat? Because they get the answers they need within like two or three. But if they don't finish. Right. They, so, then they doom the poor guy to be alive in, in, in that like skeletal form where you know he can't just get up and walk around. No. I was tempted to say, what's your name? At the end of that. Say where my they, name. Say my name. <laughs> yeah, it's like, gosh, I felt so bad because he's like, and I, I wonder if that's going to be like a running gag in, in the sequel if there is one. Probably. But, there, you know, he's still dead and he's still <laughs> alive. He's still chilling going, hello. But again, it's it's not taking yourself too seriously. It's pointing out and it's making fun of, in my opinion, all of the magic movies that make up these arbitrary rules for magic that mm. really, because let's be honest, we don't know what magic is. Right. You know, it, it, we, we create it. So, right. therefore, we can do whatever we want and we don't need explanation because why? Well, I wrote it that way. So, I yeah. mean, I have to admit, I'm outlining a book and I'm like, well, I want it to do that. Um, and you had mentioned to me like, okay, but what's the rule for that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to do that. Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember that. So. Well, but okay. the thing is, I'm the writer. I can do it. <laughs> so, so I started laughing when I saw that, and, and it completely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Completely. But anyway, moving on. For me, a nice surprise was that Holga's husband was actually played by Bradley Cooper, and he's a halfling. I was like, I wait, started, what? I was like, wait a minute. Is that Bradley Cooper? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it is. I was laughing. And, 
And, you know, he's, he just stole that scene. Yeah. He's yeah. a tiny little guy <laughs> in this massive chair. I know. And I'm like, oh, he's a hobbit. Exactly. But you can't call him a hobbit. No. <laughs> he's a halfling. So, uh, but, I mean, that scene was just, it's pivotal for Holga's um, character development, right? Yeah. And it, it just allows her to really let go of her past life with him because mm-hmm. they're estranged. Husband and wife. Not sure how that works, but it, 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 it did or does or something. And so, you know, she then is able to let go of that past life and accept her new one with her newfound family. Yeah. Including Kira, Kira who she took care of she as a raise. child. Yeah, she helped raise Kira. As a baby. I couldn't stop laughing. And then when his new girl comes in. I was like, oh, he has a type. <laughs> yeah, well, that's number one. And then he's talking to her and holding her hand and what's for dinner, baby, and all this stuff. And you see Holga like staring, like trying to burn daggers into her head. <laughs> I was like, oh. I know. It's like cute. Um, Holga can break you. Like, really? I, I think they would both, if they fought, they would break the house mm. before anything else. Yeah. And then she said, oh, he painted the shutters. I was like, oh. And then when she leaves, he's like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to show everyone. Like, that's right. Now you get your revenge by being successful. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and she gets the walking stick, which turns out to be like a wizard wand or something. Oh, it's uh, it opens Staff. portals. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. And she had no idea what she stole. I know, right? Anyway, that was very uh, useful. Yes, turned out to be extraordinarily useful in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, John Francis Daly, that name kept ringing in my head. I'm like, why do I know that name? It turns out that he is, you know, he's the co-writer and the co-director of this film, but we know him as Dr. Lance Sweets from Bones. And yeah, he's I love great as Bones. that character. He's great as Bones. He's great in Bones. Yes. So I was like, oh, I didn't, I cool. did not know that at all. I knew that, like, again, you know the name, but I didn't know yeah. anything about like where it was coming from. Yeah. Um, one thing I was just thinking of, and again, in my opinion, this is really a perfect image of society currently. Because mm. you have the forges of the world who are aligning themselves with the evil wizards of the world to increase their profits and their financial gain. Mm-hmm. And they're manipulating everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing people in with manipulation by then wanting to take over the world with mindless zombie dead army that don't think beyond. Mm. It's a fascinating time to release this film. Yeah, under the guise of here's, um, you know, a slapstick type comedy thing. Yeah, I believe movies are supposed to just be entertainment and they're supposed to in some way sometimes give you this little hint. A social commentary. Yeah, and and this very much, it just kind of hit me when you were reading the full description of what happens. Mm -hmm. It really hit me like that's what we're going through right now. You've got the people who are just trying to survive. You've got the people who kind of break the law on occasion, but they're trying to live and then you've got the ones that are hoarding all of the wealth, hiding, aligning themselves with evil, and then the evil ones spreading this mist of debauchery, I guess. Mm. And people kind of try to run away from it, but it swallows them whole. Yeah. And then they just become part of the problem. It's very interesting. It is. I never, I didn't even think about that. But as you were talking, I'm like, oh, yeah. It, it makes sense. And, it makes and sense. Historically, there's times when you could look at this movie and go, wow. That's happened here. That's happened here. That's yeah. happened here. It's very, sometimes it just clicks. Yeah. Where a movie's 
underlying theme just kind of hits and i'm sure people are gonna listen to this go can it just be a fun movie it totally it is. is it is it like i said it didn't hit me until just when you were talking about it a deeper thought of it i was laughing in the theater i didn't it didn't hit me until later yeah and we we almost had a, a private screening as well there were like four other people in the theater yeah i kind of like going to see we go to the thing about our local theater is we'll go to see it on a thursday night even though technically it launches on a friday mm-hmm and we go on a Thursday because we can go to like a seven o'clock, eight o'clock show. And, you know, it's usually pretty empty. Yeah. I have to admit, it is nice just going out and I, you know, watching a I movie. I missed seeing a movie on the big screen with the big sound system and the yeah. nice recliner chairs. Yeah. As long as the sound is like not like blasting. Or your chair's not broken. <laughs> yeah. When, she, when we that. got to the theater, and I know we're going on a tangent here. When we got to the theater. Sheila was sitting in the one seat because you reserve your seats. Mm-hmm. And the seat, literally, when you looked at it, the it back was, was to the left. Askew, yes. It was completely askew. And I said, honey, just sit next to me on the other side. Nobody's showing up. She's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. So she's angling herself, trying to lift her left side of her body up to compensate. It's like slide to no, the right. I, I was trying to just get into a comfortable position because I didn't know if someone's going to sit next to you. And then when it was clear it wasn't, I'm like, okay, now no, we're going to move. She, no, 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 no. She was shifting uncomfortably until I finally turned around because the credits were over and the movie was about to start. And I'm like, will you switch seats, please? Because you're not comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, you're not going to enjoy the movie. And that's the whole point of being here. Mm-hmm. And then you stood up and you just hopped over, sat back down. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so much better. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, the chair's not broken. Right. Uh, what we should have done is tell the theater that, you know, that chair's broken, but. Neither here nor there. We can still do that at any time. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. And and I have to say, this is a film that you should see in theaters. It'll look great on a TV, but I think especially with the druid sequences of flying Mm -hmm. through the castle and the dragon sequences and the there's such big sequences that it's like Lord of the Rings. I think a theater is where you need to see it. And hopefully by the time this does come out and, and airs people have already seen it in theaters and or it's still out in theaters so you can see it in theaters. Yeah, I think it's also made for like IMAX. So, you know, the I don't know if it's 3D, but if it is 3D, it, you you that would be like really awesome. Again, we can go into the bad a little bit. The the walking and walking and walking, sometimes you're like, "Oh my god, are you still like riding your horse somewhere?" But in the same token, majestically those scenes are gorgeous yes. and they look stunning on a big screen. Yes, they do. Um, so I'm just going to, should I jump into the bad? Yeah, go ahead. It was very predictable for me. Of course it was. I You're mean, a writer. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> when, when he kept saying he wanted the tablet to bring her back mm-hmm. and the first thought in my head was he wants to bring her back, but he keeps saying it's for him. He doesn't want to upset his daughter, right? In case mm-hmm. he can't do it. And I'm like, but she doesn't know her mother. She knows Holga. Yeah. So Holga is her mom is in, basically for all intents and purposes, her surrogate mother. And I'm like, if you bring back her mom at Kira's current age, having been raised by Edgin and Holga, you don't know how the mom is going to respond. You don't know how the mom's going to act. I said, you know, it'd be great if it was in a fantasy world. And yes, I know this is technically a fantasy mm-hmm. world. But the first thought in my mind was he was going to use that to bring Holga back because he's going to have to make a decision. And that was way back in the beginning. You're a writer. That's all I'm going to say. I did not see it as early as you did. But after the fight scene and when when they didn't see Holga anymore, I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah, you got teary. I always get teary. Um, it was it's a beautiful sequence. Yeah, but I you know I did not know you know that that was going to happen until that scene, which was more towards the end. So I didn't know it, 
but I, I knew it just a little bit before it happened. <laughs> and give in, in sliding back slightly into the good, give credit to the writers and Michelle Rodriguez and everything, because she's like, let me go. I'm dying a warrior. This is how I want to mm-hmm. go. And then when she comes back, it's like, you wasted it on me. Yeah. And it's basically letting her know that, you know what? Yeah. Your husband and that family is gone, but we love you. We're your family. Right. And it's that support and that underlying full circle. thing. Right. And the, and the facial expression that, um, Holga had, right. That she, she secretly loved the fact that they did bring her back. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh, it's so heartwarming. They, they chose her. Yeah, they chose her. So, but yeah, for me, it was a, a little bit obvious mm. in that regard. For me, I guess the the thing is that it was slow. Yeah, um, like you said, because they're they were building a world. Unfortunately, I was comparing it to like Lord of the Rings, right? They were, how can you not? They were they were world building, but then with Lord of the Rings, it felt like I just saw the movie. 10 minutes ago and now it's over whereas for here i actually did feel time passed by yeah and so because of that and the other thing that reminded me of a different movie was when doric the druid switched into an owlbearer that was and, so cool though yes it was and credit to them they didn't overuse that they used it at the beginning and then at the end the scene that i'm talking about is where uh, doric was basically smashing the red witch Right at the end in that battle. Is it battle. a witch or is it a wizard? Sorry, wizard. <laughs> I I fell into that too. Um, smashing and then you know for good measure smashing the wizard into the wall too. Mm-hmm. As soon as that whole scene started, I was thinking about the Hulk smashing Loki in the Stark Tower. I'd never seen it before then. Maybe it was you know in some other movie that I haven't seen. But the first time I saw that the Hulk doing that. It was hilarious. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, so, you know, that again took me out of this movie and be like, oh, they they followed that. But again, I think it could be a bad, but I think it could also be a good. I mm. think it could be a good because it's an homage to the films that came before that have allowed this film the leeway to do to what it is. where it is. Because to be frank, if Lord of the Rings doesn't come out, huge fantasy movies like this probably don't get the green light because they saw how poorly it has done before mm. and if the avengers doesn't do well then maybe we don't have these superhero type get together films as well so maybe this is done as an homage to them you know it didn't take me out of it it actually for me made me giggle and i turned around and was like oh that's funny and that's from this and they're doing an homage mm. that's how i took it i understand how it can be the other way yeah for me the biggest most egregious bad of the film is that it didn't feel like the stakes were high enough. Okay. Because you go through the entire film assuming this is just a robbery and it's trying to get Kira back. Mm-hmm. So you you don't really know anything until Zenk actually says what the Red Wizard wants to do and how they did it in the past. You don't really know any of these things and all of a sudden it's kind of thrust in there and you're like, okay, but we're talking about a robbery. We're going to rob Forge, get revenge, get Kira, get out. That's literally through the entire thing. That's what you're thinking because everybody wants to get revenge on Forge because of how he's treating his people. Yeah. So that's the theme of the film for me. And then all of a the sudden they're leaving and the Red Wizard unlo- like unleashes her plan. And it's like, what? It's a, it's a fun film. Don't get me wrong. It's campy and it's silly and it's fun. But it just, if they had started and used the Red Wizard as this whole thing and a side mission is to rob Forge and knock him down a peg, that I think would have been better in my opinion mm. well the the red wizard really did raise an army true 
And so, you know, that... And manipulated Forge in the process. Yeah, so that's that's there. I mean, again, I don't know if this is because it is based on the game and that's how, you know, a Dungeon Master actually builds a campaign, right? That you think that you're doing one thing and then really there is a a subtext or... I don't know what well, I, mean, I don't know you, what the right we've seen where you know you can like walk on a space and you think you're about to fight a wizard and all of a sudden you're fighting the demigorgon <laughs> yes I had to bring that in but y- you get the point I, I understand that things jump out like that I mean any game that happens where you think you're doing one thing and it's something else but I think in the grand scheme of things the trailer even says we helped the wrong person and now they're building an army of the undead you go into the film anticipating one thing based on what they've shown you. And it felt like I got something different. Again, doesn't mean I was disappointed in the film. Mm. Just means that I think a lot more people over time might turn around and notice that. And and maybe as it's been airing and streaming and whatnot, people might get a little irritated. I've, I've said it over and over again. I don't like trailers that say one thing and a film says another. Right. It automatically bothers me. Yeah. And well. that's just, you know, holding people accountable for what they're saying. Right. For me, when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be a little bit more action-packed than it was. Yeah. So, but there there were a lot of dragons, at least three. I didn't see enough. No, but you did see a big red spider. I did, and I didn't like it. (laughs) I literally turned around. So I I am huge. I have a huge, huge phobia of spiders. And when there's one scene where they're going into the forest and a massive spider, red one, crawls on a tree. And I'm assuming it's supposed to be the red wizard watching them or something like that. Maybe. I have no idea. Because, you know, the red wizards are obviously red and they're evil. So I was assuming it was some reference to that. Mm. But I just leaned over to, to uh, my wife and went, why? Why is this necessary? What, why? What's funny is that I was actually pointing to it. I'm like, look. And I kept going, why? Stop pointing. I don't want to look at it. I don't need to see it. It was huge. Uh, you know, If it, it was, was in 3D, I would have been like, nope. It was in the trailer. Small monitor screen. Big <laughs> movie theater screen. Very different. Anyway, um, any more bad? Mm, nope. Nope? Okay. Nope. So what about cute? I really love Kira's connection with Holga. This, yeah. You know, the, this chosen family thing and, and um, loving those who have been there for you regardless of blood connections is... So important and so strong in this world because there's the family you're born into and then there's the family that you create. Yeah, because it's all about relationships. Yeah, and when you have got rich relationships like that and there's silliness and the quirkiness Mm -hmm. between them. um, That's the only way that, you know, the banter between Edgen and Holga can happen, right? Because they did forge that relationship Mm -hmm. and that, you know, he, as as the planner, never really gets his hands dirty. It's Mm -hmm. always Holga's the muscle. And I still think it's the cuteness with the all four of them talking. And she's like, what do you do? Uh, the oh, dream. yeah. What it's do like, you well, bring I'm to this? It's like, you've already made the plan, so now you're done? It's like, no, I replan. It's like, so you make plans that fail? No! <laughs> the the banter, again, this is why I say the casting, I think, was on point, And I, I like the writing for this because, mm-hmm. you know, th- they've given them something to play with. And the way the actors play with the words is adorable and cute. And I, I really much liked that. Yeah. Um, for me, what's... Uh, cute and it goes back to the uh the found family aspect was that when um you know that last scene with edgin mm-hmm. and doric asks you know is he going back to his people now that you know everything is done and they've saved the kingdom and and all of that and he just says i am with my people 
right? Because he also realizes, you know, I guess after he saved Holga with, mm-hmm. and looked at his daughter to say, are you okay with this, with me using this? It can only be used once to revive one person. And it is his extended family, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that to me is very cute. And then the, the uh, Doric, the Druid, and, and Simon, how he's so like, he's such a goofball. Well, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any kind of, you know, self... He doesn't have confidence. Worth, yeah. And she has all the confidence in the world, and the two of them, he's like, you know, do you think we can try again? And he's, she's like, yeah. He's like, really? She's like, nope, stop. <laughs> the, the awkwardness between the two of them is Don't is get cute. ahead of yourself. Yeah. The awkwardness between the two of them is, is really adorable. Yeah. So, any other cute? No, I think I'm good. All right. So... Uh, that is our discussion then of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Now it's time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves three stars. And we agree on this rating. Yeah, I have to admit, I went into this film praying it wouldn't be on the same level as the previous attempt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it. Um, well, that was a low bar. It was a very low bar. But the trailer put it as a very high bar because it looked mm. It looked fantastic. Mm. I was pleasantly surprised at how well the film worked. That being said, there's, in my opinion, again, room for improvement. They've got a great foundation. The cast works very well together. And hopefully the next one will expand on the action and the story, but not have so much time traveling and walking and like Lord of the Rings. You know, the first one is a lot of walking. The second one is more action. The third one is like the epitome of action. I think that that would be a great way to go. But again, I think they've got an amazing foundation that they could keep building on. Mm. It did feel like Fellowship of the Ring a lot, like you said, but not as good. And I think that in a way that's because of the fact that the stakes in the Lord of the Rings, we knew how bad they were. We mm-hmm. knew it was the one ring. We, it, You knew if that ring got somewhere and someone got it, world was over. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, we just think it's a robbery until the last minute. So I think had they reversed that or let us know that they had helped the Red Wizard and now they needed to get all of these things in order to stop her and get their riches, I think that would have been an amazing um, kill two birds with one stone type thing. Mm -hmm. I want to see where they go with this series. I want to see another one. So that right there is enough for me to say, hey, go watch this film. It's campy. It's silly. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. So for me, not playing the games nor seeing the previous incarnations, um, I thought that it was a solid fun movie. You know, the jokes landed where they should. I think, and the poignant moments were very well placed. Some scenes reminded me of other movies, so it took me out of it a little bit, but overall, it's a nice movie to see on a Thursday night with a wifey. Aww. Yeah. And so. I had I had too much popcorn. Yes, you did. I should not have gotten a bigger popcorn. No, you should not have. But anyway, that's going to be our show for today, folks. Um, thank you for joining us. If you have seen Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, or if you plan on seeing it, let us know. You can leave us a message at speakpipe.com forward slash Forever Fangirls Podcast, or, you know, website, socials, anything. We would really love to hear from you. As always, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff so you keep up to date with what we're doing. And until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember, the best laid plans can fail at a moment's notice. Always have contingency plans and ensure your contingency plans have contingency plans. If all else fails, you can always charm yourself out of trouble. Have a loot at the ready. <laughs> <laughs>